You're listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast, where you'll learn step-by-step how to meet and seduce beautiful women, whether you're looking for one night of fun, a week-long fling, or a long-term relationship. I'm your host, Trip, and the episode starts now. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. All right, I'm just going to say this and... Uh, I'm really upset about it. I am. I did an interview. You're going to listen to it. And I have to admit that my sound is just a little not crisp. Doesn't sound like it does right now. I don't know why either. Because when I did the interview over the software that I use, it said I was using this mic. So anyways, it's not that bad. But you know, I'm always striving for the best quality possible. And you can still hear me loud and clear. But I just want to let you know that this time around, it just sounds not as crisp as you can hear me right now. I will try and fix that for the future. I've done this before in other interviews. But anyway, that is my confession for today. Okay, guys, listen up. I have a really amazing interview with the ladies, Amy and April from the Shameless Sex Podcast. Maybe you've heard of them. Maybe you've listened to their podcast. They're on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, they're everywhere. And uh, they've been around for two and a half years. So they've been doing this for quite a while. And they have a very popular podcast all about sex. So I finally was able to get a hold of them and get them on my podcast. And I've been on their podcast. We did a little switcheroo. And they are giving some really, really awesome tips that you're going to hear today. So make sure you get your notes app open on your phone or wherever you're listening to your podcasts, get something to write with, take notes. You're going to want it because there's some really good nuggets in here. Before you listen to the interview, there is a few spots open right now for the month of November if you're interested in receiving coaching. If you want to get coached by me, if you are looking for one-on-one help to help you with being able to meet a woman so you can even get to the point where you can practice the stuff that I will be talking with with the shameless sex ladies, April and Amy. If you want to be able to implement all of that, I want you to apply today at coachedbytrip.com. That is where you can apply. And then you and I can get on the phone and see if coaching is a good fit for you. I really want to work with you. I do if you're serious about it. Because if you are, I will get you results. And I have a few spots left. And I want to fill them because... What else am I going to do with my time? No, I'm just kidding. I'll probably just make more podcast episodes. But here's the deal. I want you to apply today if you have one of the following problems. You don't know how to talk to girls, which is the name of this podcast. You don't know how to flirt with them. You don't know how to sexually escalate. Maybe you're getting in the friend zone a lot. I've been talking to a lot of guys lately who are getting in the friend zone. Ooh, ooh, it's no good. So if you're getting in the friend zone a lot, we need to teach you the right techniques and the right steps to no longer get in the friend zone, to avoid the friend zone. And I can teach you how to do that and apply it to you specifically. So go to coachedbytrip.com. Again, that's coached, E-D, coach, E-D, bytrip.com and apply. So here's the interview. You can apply after or you can put on pause and apply now, whatever you choose to do. Either way, check it out. Orgasm Hacks with Amy Nabel. Welcome, ladies. 
of the Shameless Sex Podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. It is very rare, I feel, that I get the opportunity to interview people who are on other podcasts. I mean, usually I'm just interviewing people who might be experts in a specific space or coaches or something like that. So I just, I love being able to talk to other podcasters and I'm so happy to be having you here today. Say hello to the gentleman listening. Hello, gentlemen. Hello out there. We're happy to be on your (laughs) show. I hope we can be able to tell the difference. You guys kind of sound alike because anyone ever said that? We are twinning always. We're <laughs> twinning and winning. We have, well, when we, our names both start with A, but um, we sometimes get referred to as the Amys or the Aprils. So, but we are, I'm Amy and this is April. Hi, I'm April. <laughs> I'm April and I'm Amy and we're talking about orgasm hacks. Yeah. yeah. It's exciting. I'm so excited. I love it. So ladies, thank you for being here. Thank you for joining and giving some some good information I guess if no one has heard you before, no one has listened to your podcast called The Shameless Sex Podcast. This is the shameless plug for The Shameless Sex Podcast that you all should listen to because it's really awesome. And uh, I will actually be on in in a few weeks from the release of this episode. And so now that you're here, just give us an idea of who you are, how you got started so the guys can understand why you're able to talk about this stuff and why they should listen to you, et cetera, et cetera. I do just want to say before we start that your podcast that you recorded with us really inspired me, Trip. It made me think outside of the box. So I'm really thankful that we're here with you today to speak to your audience. Thank you for having us. And thank you for helping me think outside the box. That was really, it was awesome. How did I do that? How did I do that? You know, you just brought up some things. You helped me think like I had, like I had a penis. <laughs> and I don't typically do that because I'm a vulva owner and I, li- I, I felt like I was a penis owner for a minute and I could help my other penis owning friends get laid. <laughs> so that's how you did that. So thank you for that. Uh, oh, so welcome. I'm April. So hopefully you can recognize my voice by now. And I am what we call the boss queen sex toy mogul. Amy deemed me that. So thank you. And I am the VP of actually a company that manufactures products for penis owners called Hot Octopus with two S's. We make uh, high-end male masturbators that are basically automatic. So they're really cool. They're techie. They're, they're fantastic and absolutely love. I've been in the sex toy industry for a long time. I've traveled all over the world, training, teaching. And I guess it's my passion in life. I studied law, but I'm selling dildos. So there you go. And obviously, Amy here is like my sister and best friend. And I'll let you tell, I'll let her tell you what she's all about. Yes. Yeah, so Amy here. We've been in the sex industry as April said for, God, I don't know, 11, 12 years. But I am a certified sex educator, a sex and relationship coach, also co host of the Shameless Sex Podcast. And our podcast is. Sex positive podcast that's all about decreasing shame around sexuality. So we talk to all audiences, all genders, all um, interests and orientations um, in it. So the, our you know our niche is just actually isn't really like a narrowed one other than just sex. And I too am just really passionate about helping people move through shame and all of the blocks that they have that is limiting them from being their most awesome sexual selves. And am of the firm belief that we are all 
so different in terms of who we are as sexual beings, what we want and desire and need. And yet we live in a society that tells us that it should all be one way. And um, that's not how we teach and educate. We help people to get really clear on who they are uniquely and uh, how they can enhance all of their finest qualities and work through all of their challenges and blocks. So yeah, so orgasm hacks. We love this topic. We love everything all about uh, orgasm. And we will probably explain some stuff that would you would not be expecting because we teach more from like an empowered, liberated place that in the idea that you have all the tools already, you just don't know how to use them yet. So we can dive into that and help to inspire you hopefully to have more, well, help your lovers have more orgasms. Ooh. That's great. That's great. So when we talk about orgasm hacks, are you talking about orgasm hacks for the guy's orgasm or for the for the guy to give a girl an orgasm? It's interchangeable. Yeah. Yeah. For both. Inter- for both yeah. people. Interchangeable. And I think that we we definitely are going to gear more towards how to give someone else a badass orgasm or more orgasms, but you you know pl- apply to you. All everything that we're going to share applies to all bodies. Cool. Awesome. Well, let's not waste any time. Let's get into it. Where where can we begin with this? I'd love to begin with presents. If you listen to any of our podcast episodes. Not the ones you put under the tree. No, not gifts. <laughs> not like, ho, 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 Santa's here for the chimney. No, presents, like being present in your body, especially as a giver, if you're pleasuring another body. All of my best lovers were people that were fully there for what they were doing to me and for me, meaning they weren't you know, just trying to think about some some tips and tools that they had learned somewhere. They weren't thinking about themselves and you know what kind of pleasure they're going to get. They weren't in their head about their insecurities. They were really fully showing up and paying attention to my body, all of its movements, all of my, you know, my moans and the sounds that were coming out of my mouth. And, and they were like literally just fully showing up to it as if I was like an instrument, like really being fully like you can't play an instrument without being present, right? You got to be there for it. You can't like be thinking about the breakfast that you're going to have tomorrow and you know, all of your insecurities while you're doing that. Um, you'll check out and, and you'll be able to play. You've been playing the instrument for a lot of years and you can kind of be playing it and thinking about other things. But you I guess think- you're saying that most guys who are just starting off, they're not going to be thinking about other things. Good no. you really focused on what you're doing. I mean, and do you think you play your finest instrument, your best work when you're thinking about other things while you're playing? That's no. a question for you. Right now, you're no. focused on the thing that you're your, doing. Your, your best, most phenomenal work is when you are you are there for it and you're fully dropped in. And there's a flow state to it, of course, meaning you're not in your head there, but there's a flow state in the um, the performance. And the same would go for playing a clitoris, a vulva, or someone else's body is it's just you're you're fully there, but you're paying attention to what they're doing and you're riding the journey with them and going where they go based on their pleasure as opposed to where you think it should go or where you want it to go. There's a big difference between that. Like if you have a goal and you're like, I'm gonna get them off and you're just following that goal, then it's very hard. You're not present actually, because you're trying to go somewhere else. But if there's no goal and it's just pleasure and to really stay present with the person's experience, the possibilities are limitless and that's where the magic happens. So let's talk about this for a second because when we're when you're talking to uh, guys, we're, we are inherently just goal oriented. Like we're just thinking about like, well, you know, we're touching the girl. Like we're trying to do something. So if the goal isn't the goal, what is the goal? Do you know what I'm saying? If pleasure. The, goal isn't the pleasure. Okay. So so not the orgasm itself. 
but the yes. pleasure that's happening in the moment. Can I add to, yes, that, that is, and I'm sorry, I'm not going to speak for you, Amy, but I, I assume that's what she means. Goal-oriented sex is not necessarily something that you should shoot for. I think when you get so caught up in the destination, you kind of lose yourself in the, in the journey. And I know that sounds a little bit wooey, but it's so true about... No, it is. A, I agree. A, yes. It's, it's important to really tap in to what's happening. And orgasms, they're a bonus. Think of them as a bonus. We all want them to happen. Of course, they're beautiful when they do. Just think of your, your experience with this person. If it's a vulva owner, I think for the audience here, it usually is. Think about the journey. Think about how to pleasure and, and tap into them. And don't necessarily think about the orgasm, yours or hers. I freaking love this. I'm not kidding. I never thought about it that way. That is a really cool way to think about it. The orgasm is the bonus. See, you know what's funny is I coach guys and I literally teach them the same thing, but not with orgasms. I talk about when they're approaching women. Okay, so I give a lot of advice to guys on how do you go up and start the conversation with the woman and how do you get through the conversation. And what I always say to them when they're first getting started and trying to learn how to meet a woman and how to build attraction and get them interested and continue a conversation is think about if you get the number or you end up going on a date with her, I say almost identical to what you guys are saying is that's the bonus. Like, cool. That's awesome. Like that happened. But I want you to focus on just having a really fun experience with the woman when you're talking to her. So I like that you're saying this too. It's funny because I, I teach that, but I never thought about that in the sexual context of, because that's what you think about. I mean, sex inherently, when you just think about it, you think about, well, sex happens and then the orgasm happens. And if you're watching porn, and I know a lot of guys watch a lot of that, that's when it ends, right? When does the video shut off? When does it fade away? When does it cut? When there's the orgasm. So it's like we've been training ourselves to think about the end goal. And now what you ladies are saying is, let's have a new mindset. Let's rewire this whole process. If an orgasm happens, cool, but really let's stay on this journey. And think about how that removes so much pressure from both the giver and the receiver, where it's like, hey, let's just enjoy this and enjoy each other's bodies, enjoy each other's time and uh, smells and, and what you're taking in. And if an orgasm happens, perfect. And usually it will when it's off the table. Yeah, the pressure piece, you know, pressure for the giver, you're in your head. It's, it's It can be overwhelming. Pressure for the receiver is really challenging too. I can speak for myself that when I feel pressure, one, that my, my lover is wanting me to have an orgasm, they're trying to like, you know, diddle me to the point where I have an orgasm, they're so focused on it. I get in my head and it's really hard for me to actually ha re relax and release. It actually feels like they want something from me. It actually feels like it's not about me. It's about them feeling good about their performance because they make me feel good as opposed to just yeah. helping me feel good. And so that's that's definitely something that is helpful when people make an agreement. Like, I'm just happy to pleasure you. You know, like, yeah, orgasms are awesome. But like, let's just enjoy each other's time where there's no rush. One line that I love that I actually even say a lot of times when I pleasure penises, but I love hearing from the penises that pleasure me is if they tell me when they're you know going down on me or using the fingers on me that they say something along the lines of like, I love this. I could do this all day. Like I can't get enough of pleasuring you. And it helps me to relax and think, 
okay, you know, we don't have goals and they're really making this about me and my pleasure. And so relaxation and safety, those are huge things for vulva owners, for pussy owners, because the, you know, this is a receiving orifice that needs to relax and feel very safe to fully relax. So when the pussy feels like, I mean, the owner of the pussy feels like you're not trying to get something from them, that it's not all about you, that it's about them, and that there's no rush, the pussy can relax. And that's when the magic happens with the orgasm. Cool. I like that. That's a really good way of putting it. You know, also, if you think about it, right? Let's say, just for example, that you have sex with somebody and it lasts 30 minutes. Okay. Out of the 30 minutes, how long is the orgasm? On average, mm-hmm. what do you, what's the answer? 30 seconds, 15 if seconds. You're lucky you get a three second. <laughs> you mean, so the, how long is it, the receiver actually having the orgasm in that time? Yeah. Probably um, like anywhere from like five to 20 seconds on average. It, de- it depends on the person. I mean, I've had days where I have, you know, a five second orgasm, and I have days where I'm like, is that a five minute orgasm or is that like 20 different orgasms in five minutes? I'm not sure. Those are the most awesome of days. But one thing I want to say on that note, what you're asking or what you're saying, don't just stop at one orgasm. And this is like what a comment. Okay, okay we, we have goals and we, I have an orgasm and you have an orgasm and let's stop there. My best lovers are ones that also aren't like, oh, you came, okay, good night. You know, we're done. They're ones that are like, oh, no, no, no. I'm coming. Not yeah, we're not done. <laughs> I'm coming back for more. You had like, yeah, you. Thank you for that one orgasm. I'm just gonna keep on pleasuring you. If you have more, awesome. And and they they don't. So and if their penis is off limits, then like maybe they can get hard or they're t- they're tired. They use their mouth. They use their fingers. And you don't have to do this every time. But again, my most badass lovers aren't ones that are just ending with that one orgasm. They're ones that want to continue giving. You know, maybe fifty to seventy five percent of the time um, because they just truly enjoy it. Totally. And I guess. My point was is that, and, and I like what you you said there, is that the orgasm is such a short amount of time compared to the whole time you guys are having sex. So why rush to the orgasm when I know it's it's a more intense feeling, but it's only five to ten to twenty seconds long. So really enjoy that whole process that you guys are doing. And then I like what you said there was. Yes. And then if you have the orgasm, you can always continue pleasuring each other and there can be room for more. So that's really cool. I would like to add something that I feel like people forget about. They think that the genitals are the main treasure of the evening, right? Let's just go for that and genital, genital, genital. Remember kissing? A lot of women, let's say women, vulva owners, if you will, are biologically geared to be turned on from kissing. They actually need kissing to be turned on. So remember to tap in and kiss them to help. The foreplay is so important. And again, it's all about that journey. And foreplay is a huge piece of that. I feel like a lot of times in my single days, hooking up with dudes that one night, two nights, whatever it was, a lot of them would just go straight for the genitals like, and I'm like, whoa, 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 let's slow it down. And how about some kissing? Like I, I personally need that. And reading a lot of research, it seems like a lot of women out there also require 
some sucking face to get them off. I love the term there sucking face. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and I think on, on the way, then with April saying, I think that the studies, I forgot, was it Esther Perel? I forgot who was saying the studies. Emily Nagowski. Uh, Emily Nagowski, she wrote a wonderful book called Come As You Are. If you want to learn all about female sexuality, go our, check that one out. Our podcast, yeah. we, we actually have her on our podcast and she's brilliant. Do you want to learn more about just how vulvas work and the female body. Yeah, Check it out. it's yeah, it's incredible. And so she talks about the kissing there and that in long-term relationships, this is often one of the things that goes out the window. You know, maybe you're still kissing in the lust phase or when you're dating and it's new and exciting. But if you get in a long-term relationship to remember to keep kissing your partners that they love it and that they crave it. Um, but the note about the genitals, what April's saying, that there's an entire body that, and then the whole body can be erogenous and highly arousing. And so bringing back to myself, my best lovers don't just go to for my nipples. You know, they don't just kiss me for two minutes and then go for my nipples and then go for my pussy. They again are paying, my, paying attention to my entire body, and you know, they're maybe like the you know my forearms and the back of my neck and my shoulders and the, my inner thighs, you know, all these parts. And they're switching it up every time. And maybe there are sometimes, you know, if they're a regular partner. Or you know, a boyfriend or whatever. God, that's such a weird word to me because I say partner all the time. April is a boyfriend, but and so maybe there are certain times when, fine, yeah, we're doing a quickie, so we kiss for two minutes and then you touch my nipples and we go for the genitals. But if that was on the menu most of the time, that's all there was. I would get really bored very quickly, and I probably wouldn't have that great a pleasure or orgasm. Off the kitty menu, yeah. <laughs> um, there's women that uh, Celeste and Danielle who created a practice called Somatica, which is a sex and relationship coaching program, but also. Um, they see clients there. It's very body-based. They talk about these menus, right? And that most people are eating off the kitty menu, you know, chicken fingers and cheeseburgers. And it's really boring. You know, in sex, that's missionary position. And I go down on you and I rub your nipples and we kiss sometimes. And they're saying there's a whole gourmet menu with all these yummy things that includes the entire body and the things that we say and the actions. And the possibilities are limitless. And so if you're someone that feels like you're kind of stuck on the kitty menu and you don't really know about other things to add to the menu or what you're into or some things make you uncomfortable. Start to learn and try some things. Take some sex ed classes. Listen to more sex podcasts. What do you think about watching porn as a way for a guy to learn about what he likes? Now, I want to be very clear here. I'm not saying learning what a female likes because we know that the females in porn are just acting and that's not necessarily what a woman likes. They, they might. You'd have to ask her specifically. It's specific to the woman. But what do you think about men watching porn and going, oh, wow, that's a that's a cool position. Oh, wow, that, that kind of turns me on. I, I'd like to try that in the bedroom. I'm just talking about... And I say that because I'm thinking, what are the quickest ways to, to learn something like that? Because finding a sex ed class that might be kind of tough and a guy might think about it and then just kind of forget about it. But what would be a fast way to learn about what someone might like? Okay, well, I will say I'm a, a huge advocate for porn as an entertainment piece, right? For entertainment value, do not watch porn for education. The, the they're, they're actors and they're professionals and you cannot do anal in two seconds without prepping the butt. You can't just go straight for it. You shouldn't be shoving women's heads super hard to deep throat your penis. Those kinds of things are... As they say, they want that. <laughs> yes. If, if, if there's consent there, of course. However, to find out what they want, the thing is, look, I, for instance, I'll just give you a little bit about myself. I watch 
this taxi driver porn, right? Where these people are getting banged out in the back of this British taxi. And this guy is like faceless and he's big and he's kind of fat and has tattoos. And that is not my MO at all. There's just something about that particular porn that gets me off. I would never want that in real life. Like I don't seek out taxi drivers when I'm in London to go down on me or anything like that. I just think it's entertainment. It's helpful to have for, for personal solo play to have an orgasm. So that being said, to your question, Trip, I don't know if necessarily those two things can go hand in hand and if they're equal to one another. I think you could watch porn to discover what's out there. I wouldn't say to bring that back into the relational exchange that you have with someone that you meet or just pick up or that you are hooking up with unless they're into it. Talk to them about it. If there is something that you really want to try with someone that you're hooking up with or in the future, someone that you meet, then ask them, Hey, I really want to try this deep anal fisting. Are you into it? And I think that's the best way to go. You you can learn what's on the menu by watching porn for sure. It's just not for education. There's a lot of great pieces uh, for education. We'll talk a little bit about a really good one in a minute. Uh, Amy has something to add. Well, and on, and then I was what April's saying, yeah, because porn is like totally you know sensationalized, and and the goal of it is to get you off with like the most wild shit or like the fastest, hardest movie. You don't see like this. Very rarely do you see slow and soft and sensual, which honestly, I tell you, that's what a lot of Volvo owners like until they say they want fast and hard when like you know minute ten or twenty. So it might kind of throw you off actually to watch mainstream porn, probably 90% of it. So what if you're going to watch porn to learn what you like, watch some sex positive porn, watch some instructional porn. And um, Jessica Drake, who's a porn star, has really great instructional porn. She's really hot. Tristan Termino has some great instructional porn. She even has an expert guide to positions DVD that you can stream online that will show you more realistic ideas of what is available there as opposed to like that crazy wild shit that you watched on you you porn or, and that you know maybe most bodies can't even do. And one of our favorite most favorite and I don't even like to call it education, I just think it's pure necessity is OMGS. You could go to omgs.com. It's all about vulva owners and what they're doing in OMGS. They're, they're little portals. So you can watch 62 different interactive videos with real humans and they're touching themselves. It's all vulvas. And they're talking about what they're doing and what they, what they like. And it's all because vulvas are like fingerprints and no two are alike. They're, every single vulva is different. So there might be one tactic that you used previously with a partner that's worked and they've orgasmed every time. And now you're with new partners or you, you're with new people that you've been hooking up with and it's not working. It's because there's not one solid recipe. There are There's a ton of different recipes for each different vulva owner. So go to OMGS. Uh, there's two seasons and it's one time. You pay for one time and you get to watch all of these little portals and each video is under five minutes. Might even be around three minutes. And there's one external season, and then the second season is internal stimulation, G spot, ejaculation, etc. Exactly. So it's it's huge. Have you found it for guys, or a guy, or have you found it for for guys that it's a lot different for them too in terms of what they like? Like in meaning, terms of- it sounds like in in terms of, I mean, whatever, anything, stimulation. You know, have you found that 
Because you're saying that every woman is kind of different in terms of what she likes. Have you found that with men too? Is there a difference there? Or is it kind of like, yeah, every single person is just different when it comes to what they like? Everyone is going to be... Everyone's a little different, but we're talking about a penis which is external organ, right? It's much easier to navigate. Let's be honest. Y'all are a little more simple than our complex internal dark caves of love and joy and, and orgasm and bliss and pain and challenge. So it's it's like we are we can be tough safes to crack. We're like you're on a treasure hunt to try to navigate and you don't even have a fucking map to try to figure out what's going on in here. You don't even have a headlamp. It's crazy and confusing and dark. And yours is all external. All your nerve endings are easy to access. So uh, yes, everyone is different. I have met you know some penis owners who don't like fast and hard ever at all on their penises. I met penis owners who only like fast and hard or so they think until I educate them that they can actually like slow and soft. I met penis owners who don't like their balls touch. Most penis owners love having their balls touch. So everyone is different. It's just a little bit easier to figure out and access than an internal orifice. So here's a question then, because I know that there's a lot of guys out there who, you know, they're dating and, you know, they might be sleeping with multiple women over the course of their life. So what do you think is the best way then to communicate or talk to a woman to find out what she likes when you haven't had sex with her yet. So let's say, for example, you meet a girl, you guys go on a date, and then maybe it's like a first date, and then the second date, maybe third date, you guys are getting you know more hot and heavy. You're at your place or her place, whatever. And then you guys, like you know you're about to have sex. What do you think is the best way to know that you're going to turn her on, knowing that you don't know anything about her sexuality or what she likes. Do you talk to her about it like right before? Do you talk about it in a non-sexual moment? How do you make that comfortable? Do you have any advice to that? Just so Just, guys can have a really good sexual experience. Right. Even from the first get-go with being with a woman, instead of like waiting until... They've had sex like 15 times and then they have the conversation of like, hey, so by the way, what do you like? You know, it's like, why can't we just start earlier? So what do you think? For sure, check in and ask her. Ask her what she's into. And sometimes it can be really difficult for people to voice what they're into. They are not sure or they're afraid to tell you because they're afraid that they'll be shamed or that you'll judge. So it's important to keep an open mind and say, hey, you could also use kind of this tactic, we've had this amazing doctor on our show that uses these pleasure tactics. So you could say, I'm, we could use this tap method. If I'm going down on you and you really like something, tap me three times really fast. Or if you don't like something, give me one tap. When you're doing it, have a whole system set up, which depending on the comfort level of who you're in an experience with, that could, if you're comfortable enough with them and they can share with you, I would recommend just talking to them and asking. I know for me, when I was when I was single and people that I thought were really hot and kind of sometimes I would get a little nervous and they would ask me what I was into. And I'm like, I, I don't know, like everything. And that's really confusing, right? They're like, okay. So sometimes it's good just to take it slow and slow everything down so you don't have to go really fast. And the consent piece is huge. And if, and I would just check in and say, hey, if there's something, let's let's just go with the flow. If there's something you don't like, just you know, let's let's stop and take a minute and check back in. I think that if the conversation can be had, awesome. And if it can't, you can use the tap system. If that's not on the table either, then um, kind of go with the the let's slow down. If this flow is for you, 
Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. With the the presence piece, if you're showing up with with presence for, to see to try things and see what they like, I honestly like tools and skills and all those things. And someone making a request like I like X, Y, and Z, they'll they'll help you. And if, so if they do know, if you ask, say, hey, do you know you have any suggestions as what you might like? And they're like, oh yeah, I want this, this, and this. Then go ahead and do those things, and then be present and see what what's happening because things change. Like for me, what I liked yesterday might not apply tomorrow based on how I'm feeling, how in my body I am. Like one minute I'm like, I want you to spank me and pull my hair consensually, um, and you know I want to like have that agreement before you know playing just like daddy little girl dynamics. And then the next day I want it, I want it much more slow and soft and tender. So. Yeah, you can get some tips, but if they don't tell you, you can just also say, "All right, let's just you know, let's just explore." And then doing exactly what we said in the beginning, showing up with that complete presence without goals, paying attention to their body like they're an instrument to see where it goes, and just following that thread. Um, and yeah, I mean, for, I like I said, if someone asked me in the beginning and we're new lovers, what I like, half the time I might get tell them a couple things, and like April said, half the time I might go blank, um, be, based on either an insecurity or fear, or like I literally don't know in that moment. Do you think there's anything that we could say universal that most, as you guys say, vulva owners enjoy? Like I think I could pick out one thing that I just couldn't imagine. You know, unless it's an extreme exception that a woman wouldn't like, and that, mm-hmm. for example, kind of taking off of what you guys are saying, like going really slow and kissing her whole body. Mm-hmm. Like I, I just couldn't imagine any woman being like, "This is really bad," right? It's like yeah. most women will probably like that. Do you have any of those that you think you can share for that? And I'm, I'm coming up with this right now because I'm yeah. thinking also of this first time experience that you're having with a woman. Where guys can be like, you know what, I'm going to do this because I I have very very high chances that the woman's going to like that. Yeah, I, with I love what you said. We one of our slogans on Shameless Sex is to go slower than slow, and then whatever you thought slow was, go slower than that. Right. So turn it way the fuck down. So if you're used to touching out of five and uh, slow slow it down to a two, and actually your five might actually have been more like a seven or eight, and you didn't really realize that. And do that for a while. And this is with all touch with your hands, with your mouth, because the body needs to acclimate and warm up. And then like you said, I don't know one woman who doesn't want their whole body touch. Sure, some of them might be like, no, I just want you to fuck me. But I think chances are you'll find that most women are are really desiring for you to take your time with them and slow it down. And my belief is like, you you should fuck me hard and fast when I tell you to. Or... You check in with me first before you just start like jackrabbiting me or like diddling my clit really hard with your fingers. There's a time and place for all of that. It's when I feel really safe and respected. My body is really warmed up, warmed up and I'm really, really present. And at that point, we can do all kinds of crazy stuff. But until I'm at that point, and again, some days it might take me 5 minutes, some days it might take me 20 minutes. Most of that's just going to numb me out or feel really, really overwhelming as opposed to pleasurable. So we got that down. So slow, slow, slow. What else? So I, and I can only speak for myself, and I know a lot of folks out there, my like girlfriends that also love to hear this, how special and amazing your pussy is. You have the best pussy I've ever, you know, just even if it's, even if it's not the best you've ever seen or the best you've ever felt, people love to hear that they're the best and that they're special in some way. So 
Or they taste good. Your pussy tastes so good. Oh my yes. god, your pussy is so wet. This I is, love your pussy all over my face. That should are turn really me Conscious about that? Like, where, where do you think women are self-conscious the most in terms of their vagina? It's it's probably yeah the smells because that's something that I mean it's it's an it's an area that does have smells that vary between cycles in the month. So you have to remember that the smells do change and you get self-conscious about it for sure. I know that I'd say that I've had... I've been shamed before, like back by my my ex-husband was like, oh, did you shower? I'm like, I think I smell fucking great. Well, pussies are supposed to have a scent. Yes, me don't want it to smell. You know, there's certain things when there's like bacterial infections, but if you expect a pussy to smell like flowers or absolutely nothing at all, then you are having sex with the wrong bodies, folks, because... That is not how, how, how what pussies are like, and we live in a culture that thinks that they should be all squeaky clean and like odorless. And yeah, there are there is cleaner than not clean, and you can always make a request like, "Hey, I really want to just like go down on you for an hour. Can we both take a shower together?" Before that's a nice casual way. I wouldn't be offended if someone said that to me if they were like, "In maybe not an hour, but like I really just want to take my time and get in there, and like I think we're both kind of sweaty. Let's shower and make it about us." And then, then, and then it's all good. So yeah, I think smell, also the look, because you see porn pussy and it's very like symmetrical and pink and all pussies are very different. Some people have really long labia. One labia might be longer than the other one. Some people have a clit that's like, you can barely even see some have a really big clit, their big clitoral hood. Some pussies are like purplish colors. Some are like dark browns. And so there's that too, letting them know that they're beautiful. And you can find an authentic way to comment to someone. Maybe like April said, maybe they're not the best pussy. So maybe find another thing and find something that's authentic. I, you know, you have a beautiful pussy or you're pussy, like, I just can't get enough of your pussy. Smell great. Yeah. I love your smell. Yeah. yeah. Some things like that. I want your juices all over me. I would love to add too that something that's really fun to do while you're... Especially if you're hooking up with someone on a regular basis. If you have maybe a, a situation where okay, I want to try something new with this person. It's fun to get creative. And if you are in a long-term relationship, if someone out there is in a long-term relationship and wants to spice it up, adding some props or some additions to make things fun is a way to turn up the heat. It's blindfolds, takes away a sense, right? What happens to your other senses when you remove a sense from the situation is your, you know, your hearing's more elevated. Your smells are, are triggered. It's awesome to remove the sight because you're just tuned into the breath of the person that you're hooking up with. You could add some restraints, some think handcuffs or under the bed restraint system. Get permission first. This is all consent because it, and this is why I said it's not for someone that you're hooking up with maybe for the first time, someone that it's more of a regular situation and you're looking to spice it up. Uh, because sex can get boring if you do the same recipe. Cooking the same thing over and over again gets a little boring. So to spice it up, always remember there's things out there. There's sex toys, there's blindfolds, there's floggers. But of course, get consent. This is all... We're all about consent, consent, consent. Ask them if they'd be into that, if they'd be into trying that, or if they want to tie you up, if they'd be into that. I just wanted to add let's that to you. consent for a second, actually. How, what do you think is the best way a guy should get sexual consent? So not just these other things, but in terms of actually having sex. Like, what is the best terminology? Like, what can a guy say before having sex with a girl that he doesn't sound weird and it doesn't come off uncomfortable and it doesn't come off in a way that could ruin the mood? 
And you're talking about specifically penetrative sex, like you're not talking about oral right. sex or just right. okay, just penetrative sex. Yeah, right. Penis um, and vagina. Yeah, penis and vagina sex. So if I think of the uh, examples of when I've had uh, permission or consent, a lot of times what happens is you get the vibe that that's where it's going, and you know things start to go that direction. What I would advise is if you see that happening and you're like, oh yeah, yeah, we're gonna have sex. It's so exciting. It's to slow down. Just like stop or slow down. Look them in the eyes and just check in with them and be like, you know, looks like we're going in this direction. I'm really excited. Like, is that where are you? Are you there too? You know, just you can simply just keep it simple. Keep it casual. Don't overthink it. Like, however you word it, it's fine. Just slow down. Look them in the eyes and just be like, like I'm. I w- I'd like to go here. Is that where you are as well? Like, do you want to go here together? And it can be a literal like five to 10 second exchange as opposed to just making assumptions and then throwing the condom on or maybe you're not using a condom and just diving on in. Um, especially if you know alcohol is involved, that can be kind of messy. And in the consent world, we know that there's different types of consent. There's, you know, we can see an enthusiastic consent of the way someone's body is just like, oh yeah, I want it. But you don't actually have maybe the conversation there. But um, to I think adding in that conversation, no matter what vibes you're getting, is so, so helpful. And even aside from sex, the the men that I've been on dates with that have even before taken a hand up my shirt, like what they've done, you know, they're about to like, they want to go up my shirt. They'll set a hand, they're kind of like right under my shirt and they don't move it. And they say, is this okay? You know, or like if a hand's starting to go down my pants, same thing. Like is, you know, just to ask permission for these sorts of things because it helps us to slow down and check in with ourselves and also helps us to feel more empowered and helps me to feel safer. Like you Again, aren't trying to get anything from me, and that that you're really there for whatever pleasure I want, and that my boundaries are safe. I, I would even say to guys, just as an experiment, just to see what happens, is just be really blunt with it. You know, I mean, like I just want guys to kind of experience what it's like because I think nine times out of ten, even being so forward about it and not trying to hide it in any way. By the way, not saying that that was your advice. I'm just kind of piggybacking off of that and starting a whole new thing. But just being so forward with it, just so guys can understand that it's not going to kill the mood. So I would even say something like, and this is kind of what you guys said, it's like, hey, I just want to make sure we're on the same page. Do you want to have sex? Yeah. And forward and isn't like you just dive in. Forward that. Like you stop completely. Like, hey, I just want to make sure we're on the same page. Do you want to have sex? And because that's the thing too, is if the girl wants to have sex, She's going to say yes. I think guys get really nervous that it's going to kill the mood and she doesn't want to sound like a slut. So she's going to say no. It's like, no. And even if you ask, I think she's going to be excited and turned on enough that you're not just so needy and desperate for it that you have the, no pun intended, balls to just stop and ask for that. You know, And, and you don't ask in a way that's scared or shy, like, hey, so you want to have sex, right? No, just like, very confident saying, hey, I just want to make sure we're on the same page. Do you want to have sex? Just like that. I think I should test that out just to see what happens. I like that. I like asking if they're on the same page. And I think it's hotter to hear someone asking for consent than someone that just goes straight in and assumes. I think I'd be more turned on. And as Amy said, feel safer with the person knowing that, oh, I can shut this down whenever I want to. If this gets too much, I can shut it down. Instead of feeling like I, oh, I'm already this far. I might as well just do it. I feel bad or something like that, which people do. They apologize with their bodies, right? 
they say, oh, I, I guess I, I have to do this now because I'm already this far in. So it's important just, I think, to have the check-in and perhaps have several check-ins. And there's also a thing where with condoms that if you are choosing to do the fluid bonded thing, those are harder conversations, right? Fluid bonded is when you're uh, having sex with someone, exchanging fluids, there's no protection used, meaning you have an agreement with them exactly that that you are open and using any sort of protection. So that being said, you're more susceptible to get any kind of STD that that the other person has. So stuff like that, those are the harder, even harder conversations when it comes to to sex. And those aren't the sexy conversations that you want to have, right? You're like, I'm already in this situation. I'm asking consent. Now we have to have all these other conversations too. However, to be an awesome human, when when I've been in my situations with... I always used condoms, but I was always like, hey, if they didn't ever bring up condoms, I would always be like, eh, I can definitely tell that I'm going to continue to use condoms with you because I know that we're all sleeping with a lot of other people. And I don't want to be fluid bonded with someone where I could be risking getting something. So... I think that it was hotter when guys had condoms and, and asked about condoms and I never would shame them. I'm like, I like you even fucking more. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, totally. And even and going back to what you said before, I like what you said about if the guy asks for consent, what's going to happen is if she says yes, the whole experience after the consent part is going to, and bringing it back to the topic of the podcast here, is going to potentially make it easier for her to orgasm and just make the whole thing more pleasurable because she feels safe and safety is a big concern for women. It's what makes them feel more turned on. So you're really killing two birds with one stone here. You know, One, just doing the good and moral thing. And two, it's just going to be a turn on in the process. So I kind of like what we've, we've gone over so far, like things that are universally good that that help with a sexual experience. In reverse order, we talked about consent. We talked about... What, now I'm blanking out. Slower we talked about going slow. slow. What was the one after slow? Slow. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, praising her. Praising her body. Praising her vagina. Anything else that comes to mind? Play them like an instrument. Uh, get creative with blindfolds and restraints if you have permission. Make I think one thing that's that I think every woman would love here and there is that you make it all about them sometimes. Like don't even put your penis on the table. Like and then this, oh my God, I love this. When like someone's pleasuring me and then I reach for them and they're like, they say, No, this is just about you. Oh, I love when they do that. And then again, I feel safe. I feel like you're not trying to take take from me. So I can say that again, you don't have to do this all the time, but say, you know, you have sex with someone, you know three different times this week, do that one of those times. Make it just about pleasuring them, meaning penetrative sex is off the table and oral sex and hands on you are off the table. And it builds up the tease too. Like the more we build up the the tease and the, the arousal, it makes them want you more later. And I'm not talking about like fully playing games here. It's just, it's just a way of kind of withholding pleasure. Uh, and this kind of goes hand in hand with the conversation about regarding the whole the whole body. And let's bring that actually forward to regard them as a whole. Don't regard them as different body parts, not a whole, like a penetrative whole. Like they're all one whole person and their entire body is there for you to pleasure and adore and don't just turn them into an ass and some tits and a pussy. Uh, maybe sometimes it's nice to be object objectified, but for the most part, 
you're showing up and really connecting with their energy first, like their energetic self first. And then you are, then you can connect with their body and connect with the whole body and then their genitals. Like there's an order of operations here that really can work in your favor. I love it. This is fantastic. Wow. Any last kind of things that you think could be good uh, in terms of being able to create an awesome sexual experience for a woman, for yourself, and to turn her on? Anything else that comes to mind here? Something that we, uh, both Amy and I have taken, and it's really interesting, is the erotic blueprint quiz. This kind of is this quiz that lets you slash the people that you're hooking up with, they can take it's like a three minute quiz. And it's by uh, this woman named Jaya, who's a sex educator. She's amazing. We actually had her on our podcast, episode 126, I believe, if you want to check it out. She's brilliant. This kind of lets you know what percent of what you are. So I'm mostly energetic. The majority of my percentages are energetic. Then there's sensual, then there's kinky, and then there's some that are shapeshifters. It kind of lets you know what you can tap into, which will turn your partner on. And that's been really helpful. And Amy and I both, after we kind of tapped in, I'm like, oh, I'm energetic. Energetic means that I am into all sorts of different things at any point. And I love to be taken care of. I love the, the feeling special. And I like to get down. DTF. Well, and, and so ener- and energetic is like the energy of how a lover shows up is more important than just like seeing their naked body. Like I scored zero... That one of the categories is sexual. I scored 0% in the sexual category. I mean, if you just show up and show me your dick, it's not going to do shit for me. It's the things... <laughs> it's the energy of how you show up. You're making me feel wanted, desired, cared for, safe, respected, adored, worship. All right, now, now we can talk and now I'm in my body and feeling aroused. But if you just like, you know, show up naked and then, you know, touch my body, not much really, it doesn't really do much for me. And so what this, this theory and this quiz shows is just, and this is that this can just be the point. Maybe it's not just about the quiz is that everyone is very different. What, like April said, what works for the last person, girl that she slept with might be different for the next one. And to know that it's constantly changing here. So everyone is to just to know that, to think outside of the box of everything that you know about sex and about what you think women like. Um, and to just know that that can be different for everyone to learn as much as possible and stay open uh, and to educate yourself to think outside of uh, whatever you... you know. And let's just talk about masculinity just really quickly. I'll say that masculinity is very much identified with uh, being awesome and the best and giving all the orgasms and being the best lover and to get away from that. Like the minute that you put that pressure on yourself, it's going to make things a lot more difficult for you. And the minute you bring that pressure into trying to give orgasms, to your lover, it's going to put pressure on them. Um, so just to really Love think, it. just Love diversify it. it. Very good. Very good. Ladies, this has been amazing. Thank you so much. Where can they find you? Well, I'll just tell them. Go to the Shameless Sex Podcast and check them out here on iTunes. Where else are you guys? Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, YouTube, Everywhere. all of them, everything. Everywhere. And and follow us on Instagram, Shameless Sex Podcast on Instagram. We post a lot of really awesome stuff. We're actually doing, I think you're coming out with this uh, this tomorrow as we record. And I will say that we're doing a prostate contest. So it's uh, Movember, as you know. So it's Prostate Awareness Month. So we're doing a little contest where you can win some things. Uh, so check us out on Instagram. Follow us on Instagram. You could also win some free stuff. And we are always posting some really fun, flavorful, I don't Love know, it. pictures, Love info, it. all of it. Awesome. Awesome. Check them out. Shameless Sex Podcast. 
Ladies, thank you again so much for being here. This was amazing. Check them out and check my episode out on their podcast coming out in a few weeks. Thank you so much. And I hope to have you again. 